The best games, the best fans, the best on the bayou. The best, the best. The best ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott. The great Scott. They head into the final furlong. All of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show going up on a Tuesday. Happy to have you here with me this morning. After being away for over a month, Jay Walker and I will uh, get back to chatting on Tuesdays, at least this week. I'll be out next week. But um, he will be in. We'll hit on uh, SEC media days a little bit, conference realignment a lot, the MLB draft. We will uh, talk about the home run derby, tonight's Major League Baseball all-star game. Terrible Tune Tuesday and more. It is all coming your way in the 8 o'clock hour. This hour, coming up in just a little while, I'll be joined by a pair of Raging Cajun football players. Senior outside linebacker Andre Jones and wide receiver, sophomore in his third year. Wide receiver Dante Fleming will be on the show this morning. Those two guys, um, NIL deals with Gordon McKernan. They'll be in to talk a little bit about that and a lot about raging Cajun football. So looking forward to all of that. Home run dirty. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show. I uh, said we'll hit on that with Jay Walker as well. You know, uh, I, as I as I told you guys yesterday, when it comes to SEC media days, there was going to be um, you know a lot of a lot of coach speak, a lot of a lot of things that weren't going to draw big headlines. Now, that's not to say that it's not important, that it's not cool, that it's not notable. You know, if you follow any of these teams, you want to hear about those teams. You want to hear what they have to say. But there was nothing groundbreaking. There was nothing big that stood out um, about that. Like yesterday, right? Greg Sankey comes out. He's asked, um, you know, uh, what you would expect him to be asked about, right? He's asked about the conference and realignment and, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, and he says, no, we're stronger now than we've ever been. There's no sense of urgency. We're not worried. We're not panicked. Um, He says, you know, we're not going to react or panic to someone else's decisions. He was asked about the NIL. He said, we need clarity from the national office where there needs to be a, a national standard. The things you would expect him to say. As far as Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, he says, that's not up to me. You know, it depends on their relation. I mean, as far as when, I mean, obviously Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC, but, you know, will it be July 1st, 2025, or will it occur before then, like many expected it to? And he didn't offer any clarity at all. Says, you know, it depends on their relationship in the Big 12, you know. For now, it remains that date, but obviously we leave our options open and we'll see what they do again 
everything that you would expect him to say he said. Brian Kelly, LSU head coach. With the local media and then the national media at the College Football Hall of Fame where they're holding it in Atlanta. Said, you know, as far as the quarterback situation goes, nothing new at all. All right, all the guys are competing. We haven't, you know, no one's, you know, we're going to see. They haven't even been to fall camp yet. What what is he going to say? What kind of new information does he have? What about recruiting? Well, he can't comment on ones that haven't signed yet. What about NIL? You know, I think there needs to be a, you know, national side. Kind of just, what you? what's the biggest key for making the offense work this season? The offensive line. Yeah, yeah. He was saying everything that you expected him to say. No big notes out of that. Nothing, again, nothing groundbreaking. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Speaking of LSU, former LSU Tiger, former St. Aug Purple Knight, Leonard Fournette, who is listed, if you go to, you know, ESPN.com or NFL.com, his, he's listed at 228 pounds. And according to Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times beat writer who covers the Bucks, Leonard Fournette currently weighs 260 pounds. He wrote, and I quote, the last time we saw Leonard Fournette, he was a donut shy at 260. He didn't look like the guy who could play every down. Fournette didn't participate in voluntary OTAs. Uh, he showed up at mandatory minicamp, and the coaches felt like, you know, they, they, they weren't happy. They weren't happy. I mean, they, they just, a three-year contract, just signed it. And he's hitting the buffet. Now, Leonard Fournette is one of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen. I mean, when he was in high school, he might as well have been a junior in college. It was like, it was just a man amongst boys. When he was at LSU, I mean, as a sophomore, it was like, is it, as a junior, it's like, really? This guy looks like he should be in the pros. And then he got to Jacksonville, and it hasn't always been the most smoothest of, of things at times, but... Found a home in Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl, performed well last year. Maybe he's going like the basketball route or, or you know, with, like Shaq used to say, I just play my way into, into basketball shape. Well, when training camp starts next week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really suck for Lenny. Bucks spent a third-round pick on a running back at Rashad White. They got Keyshawn Vaughn. They have Giovanni Bernard. They have Kinjan Barner. But none of those guys, even Bernard, who is, you know, great, can, you know, catch the ball and, and do a lot of different things. But he's, he's not an every-down type of back at this point in his career. He's your third-down back. He's the guy you want to search certain situations. He seems like he's tailor-made for a, a Tom Brady at this point in Tom's career. But there's no names on that list where you think, oh, yeah, if, if Leonard Fournette is healthy, he should be the guy. None of those. And yet, dude signs a three-year deal, 260. Will, I, I want to know what his weight's going to be week one. Because if he loses it, if he plays his way down, 
But, I mean, 30-plus pounds, that's tough to just take off in a training camp. Maybe not a training camp from, say, 20 years ago in, like, you know, Jackson, Mississippi or, or in, in Thibodeau where the Saints held some camps. Maybe not where the heat is out of this world and they are just getting run into the ground. But training camps aren't as – not saying they're not grueling, but compared to where they used to be, they are not – as physically grueling as they used to be, not even close. I mean, you've heard players talk about it. I mean, as Zach Streif, who's coaching now, what training camp is like now compared to his rookie year. Not even close. It's, it might, might be a little hard to shed all of that weight, Lenny. We will see. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Brather. It's the Great Scott Show. MLB draft, home run derby, tonight's all-star game. We're going to get into a lot of that in the 8 o'clock hour with Jay Walker and Terrible Tune Tuesday and conference realignment and all that other stuff. But up next, talk a little college football with two college football players. Raging Cajuns, Andre Jones and Dante Fleming in studio. Next, right here on The Great Scott Show, this is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in the sports. names in sports are talking to you every day on the Rich Eisen Show with me, Rich Eisen. I know! Every weekday from noon to three, right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Man, here we are in uh, late July. Louisiana Rage Cajun football going to be here before we know it. I know you got Sunbelt Conference Media Days next week, and then in August, players are reporting. We're going to go ahead and dig into it right now, though, with a couple of Raging Cajuns. We have senior Andre Jones, and we've got um, sophomore Dante Fleming. Now, they call you a super senior, Andre, is that right? Yeah, that's what they call me. So, I'm actually playing outside linebacker. Outside linebacker, Andre Jones. I just think of you on the edge getting after the quarterback. I mean, is there is that your favorite thing to do on the field? That's my favorite thing to do. I like I like dropping sometimes in coverage, you know, showing my athleticism, you know, but like I like to get to the quarterback though. And then Dante, I mean, you've been playing since your freshman year, catching the ball. Like what's what's the best part of being a receiver? Really, the best part of being a receiver is just getting the end zone. That's the best part. Like, not many people will get in the end zone a lot. Do a shot at me. I mean, come on. Like, I, I remember talking to uh, Zion Hill, and he, he said, uh, this was last year before the season, he's like, 
keep telling Coach, man, he needs to get a package for me at the goal line. I mean, how how many of the guys on on defense, Andre, just want in the like? If you're a defender and you get in the end zone, is that yeah, you get yeah. to live off of that for a little yeah. while? Wow, long time. You can talk about it forever. <laughs> you got bragging rights. I, I think. I, no offense, Andre. I think between the two of you, if I had to take a bet on who was going to score this year, I'd, I'd probably bet Dante. That's okay. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so listen. Um, you know, uh, you're number three for you, Dante. Um, you know, you came from Laplace. You've since you've been here. All for the most part, all you've kind of known here is winning. You guys have won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You've you know you're, you got the longest win streak in the country. But this is transition. You got a new head coach, albeit one that that you know that was already there. But he's he's a guy in charge. You can have a new quarterback throwing you the ball. What what is your anticipation and expectation? for this next season, not just for you, but you guys as a team? Really, just for us to go out and set the standard. Andre, what about you? I mean, you know, you've been here for a little minute. You were here back when Coach Husbeth was the coach. Yeah, I've been here a little minute. So uh, what I think on this season is, this is my opinion, I feel like every year is like a new team. You know, you might have the same player, but it's a new team. Like it's a, like it's a different group, like, you know. Right. You might have a lot of same players, but it's a it's a different chemistry because like it, ain't, it don't really matter what we did last year. It's about what we're gonna do this year, you know. And we ain't gonna sneak up on nobody, you know. We we been we've been well known for the last couple of years. And the thing is, you know, you always remember the standard. Like if you always remember the standard and hold each other accountable, we'll be fine. Like you know. And people talking about having a new coach. I mean, he been here. So like he been here since my freshman year. So right. Like it's. It's more trust with him than I, if we was to go get a, another coach that ain't been here. So like it's more trust, and and he treating us like he treated us right. Like you know he look out for us, and we can now get on. We get that work in now. We get that work in, but like like I think this year like players like we gonna play for the coach. Like when you got players that play for the coach, everything will be all right. Yeah, you, you mentioned it like you've had three different head coaches and yet. You've been with Coach Desimo your entire time here, mm-hmm. right? Going into yeah, year number six for school. you, and recruited you out of high school in is, is Ver, Vernado, Vernado, mm-hmm. Vernado High School. I, I, am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. Vernado, Vernado. I mean that's that's like I, I've been to a lot of parts of the state. I don't yeah. know ever been through I, there. I actually was born in Bogalusa, uh-huh. so like I started out going to school there, and like I tra- I transferred like fifth sixth grade and uh everything. like so like Bogalusa I was born there, but like Vernado like raised me like. He like bummed me up. Are you still you still feel like a, a small town guy at heart or Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like I I love both of them. I love both towns. Like like it's, it's five minutes apart. You go down the highway five Sure, yeah. sure. So like basically like going to Caracol right there. How how do you guys enjoy being in Lafayette though? Dante, what about you? I really love it. It's a quiet community, it's calm, like it's peaceful. Uh good people. Yeah. Andre? When I first got downhill, uh I was I was just like, I guess kind of confused, like getting around and stuff, but I realized it's like a big circle. As long as you know how to get to the main streets, you'll be all right. Uh, it's still like a lot of places I'm discovering down here. I like to I like to drive around sometimes and just, you know, find new places, new places to eat. And stuff. They got a bunch of places to eat down here. We're visiting with Rage Cajuns, Dante Fleming, wide receiver, visiting with linebacker Andre Jones. They are also both part of a NIL deal with uh, Gordon McKernan and the uh, the Gordon Gibbs. Uh, for each of you guys, if you could, let, let's start with when NIL got announced. I mean, you 
you've seen, I'm sorry, I keep bringing it up. You've been here a while, Andre. I mean, you, you've seen different things and here you are, you, you're in college and suddenly, oh, we can, we can actually have some profit off of our name image likeness. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about it and how did you get involved with, with Gordon? Oh, uh, things I learned about it. It's, uh, I mean, with college students, like, you know, I mean, with the, the kids that's on, like, you know, scholarship, we get, like, stipend and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes that's just enough for you to get by, you know, but, like, it won't hurt for you to, you know, have extra change in your pocket and then get more exposure and stuff like that. Like, because you, you think about it, you come to college, you, get, you come here to get education, don't get me wrong. But, you know, like, networking mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like, it's going to be, like, it's going to be years down the road. Like, you know, football ain't going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good to have networking. You always call somebody, you know. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be a needy person, but, you know, you never know who you need, you know. And uh, how, I, uh, how, I, how I talked to Wayne, uh, Gordon, Gordon, I mean, uh, I didn't reach out to him. I just, uh, I guess, I know my, uh, I guess they heard about me and then they gave me a call and it was, just went from there. You know, so, but, I, but, and, when the NIL started coming out, like, I wasn't really worried about it. I was, like, I'm the type of person, like, just put my head down and work, and, like, that stuff will come, like, you know. You know, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, don't. Like, I ain't, like, stressing over it. If it happens, it happens, yeah. right. Dante, how did it happen for you? Was it Dante Fleming? Did uh, you just get a call, and they asked if you were interested? Yeah, really. He came to our facility. He uh, The day I reached out to him, that's the day he came to our facility. We'll be able to join the team, and I feel like the uh, the NIL is really it's it's wordful, cause uh, football is not for long. Really, you building relationships doing it. And that's kind of I guess is that like the underlying message of of Gordon Gibbs and the idea that there's there's life after football and how yeah, you're going to be prepared for it. Yeah. That's like, cool. Another thing with Gordon is like it's always about like giving and receiving, like you know. Sure. That's one thing I can say about them. Like it's about giving, like not just because they just want to make themselves look good. They like generally think about giving to people. Like that's how you get your blessings anyway. Like giving, like you ain't worried about receiving all the time. Give like cause a lot of people think like like they owe something, like, they entitled or something. You know how about just go out? You know once a week or something. Like give give something. Like, you get your, that's how you get your blessings and stuff like that. Go out and earn it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, with that being said, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, are both you guys majors in in sports management? Yes, sir. Oh, I, I graduated yeah. in business management. I graduated business major. management. Yeah. So you're, I mean, I'm you're going grad school. Now, grad school yeah. now, but yeah. like management, business, sports management for you, Dante. Like, what what is when you think about life after football? I know you guys probably have aspirations to keep playing, but even if you did play beyond college, there's something that comes after that. So what? Ideally, would you love to do after football in life? I probably would stick to like get in the stick to the sports field, like get into coaching or some stuff. Because I like being around sports. Just that competitor in you, yeah. Awesome, I like well, being around sports. What about you, Andre? I mean, I'm always be around sports, but I like if I wanted to like do coach, I'll wait till like my kids getting like junior high or something like that. But I got like, I came up working, so like all my uncles and stuff, they got like big trucks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. and my dad had like always had a landscaping business, so I was. Running that too, like when he was, like you know, he couldn't run it. I, I would be running, and I was, like, I can, like I could, I would like invest in that type of stuff because like you always gonna, you always gonna need somebody cutting grass, you know, and like drive trucks. They need people to drive trucks and stuff like that. 
So I like to invest in that. And then real estate too. So like, I was like, my dad got like a rent house. So like, I want to invest in stuff like that too. Cause like somebody always need a place to stay. You know, I always thought about it. Like, you know, like I was playing this football stuff for a minute. I'm like, it's got to pay off. But like, what if I wasn't playing football, what else I'd be doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll be fine with that. Like living that type of life, working honest living like that. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. It's the great Scott Show. I'm Scott Braith. We're visiting with Raging Cajuns, Dante Fleming, and Andre Jones. Uh, this time of year, what are you guys doing in terms of football? This, we're here we are in July. You haven't reported to, to fall camp yet. What do you guys do right now to, you know, prepare for the season? Uh, we got we have workouts every day. So, like, like uh, Tuesday and Thursdays, we got, like, we run in the morning. And we got uh, OTAs in the afternoon. OTAs is a thing like learning the plays and learning the concept of the game. And it's like it's basically a slow down for the younger guys that just came in. And like it's still it's still good for the older guys too, because like you know you're never too good to learn more. Even though, even though you know it, you teaching yourself when you teaching somebody else. So like it's like and it's, it's bonding too. So like you getting to know yeah, you get to know everybody you know and we spend the time together. We out there together. And then the workouts is like the things we do in workouts is they translate to the game and stuff like that. And like like I said, it's bonding too because we out there together, we sweating hard, tired, like, you know, we bonding. Like we holding each other accountable, you know. And that's that's what I mean. What's what's Coach Connors like, Dante? Does he work y'all pretty hard? Oh yeah, I love Coach Connor. Yeah, he, he, the the strength and conditioning aspect of college football, um, you know, Max Mitchell, who your former teammate just signed with the Jets. I remember talking to him last year saying how much his body changed from when he arrived on campus to when he left. And he's like, you know, my weight might not have changed a ton, but how my weight was distributed, muscle between, you know, uh, body mass index, fat, all of that. He said it that was a part of my game that is a part of the game that fans aren't talking about on game day, right? They're talking about the passes, the catches, the yeah. scores, yeah. all of that. But how important, Dante, uh, you can answer first, and then and then you, Andre, is the health aspect of it and what UL has put into place to, to help you guys year-round make sure that your body's in the right place? Well, really, they're making sure that we recover well so we can perform to the best of our abilities. So I feel like the strength staff is helping us take care of our bodies so it can help us perform to the elite abilities. Gotcha. Andre, for you, I mean, you, you, as long as you've been here, how much has your, I guess, body or knowledge of how to take care of your body just grown? Uh, I mean, I learned one thing I learned about can't overwork yourself because I, I will overwork myself. Uh, but the training room, like, we got, like, like, a lot of people probably don't know about school until they come. And when you see the training room, like, wow, we got a training room better than some of the bigger schools. So like you got the hot tub, cold tub, you go in there, you got like you got like five, six trains in there that can help you get treatment and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of players don't know like you need to take advantage of that. Even if you're not hurting. Just go in there, you know, you sore and stuff going there. And then like kinda uh talk about what he said, uh, the strength coaches, like, you know, we getting good work while we out there. So like so if you locked in, it's good work, you know. And after that you need to like take care of your body. So they ain't trying to make us do all kinda of crazy stuff. They ain't translate to the game or not helping us, you know? Sure. So, uh, and, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, you playing this and you really serious about this, take care of your body. That's like, it make the money for you. Take care of it. 
How um, invest in your body, and yeah. then you're invested in the game itself, no doubt. Um, how are you guys feeling health wise? I mean, in, any injuries you're dealing with? You feeling 100 percent? Feeling 100%, good? 100. Yeah, I feel better than ever. Yeah. It's my last ride. It's just I, I feel amazing. You're ready. I mean, it, it's it's hard. When you have to deal with injuries, obviously there's a part of it where you're rehabbing, you're away from the team. But yeah. I imagine once you go through it, when you're feeling 100, percent you don't right. you don't take it for granted once you've had to yeah, deal with an injury. With, yeah, like this game, this game will mess with your mental. That's why they say it's always deeper than football. It messes with your mental. You know, it it teaches a lot of things in life. No doubt, ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. 13 game winning streak, longest in the country. I mean, I, I, it's a softball question here, guys, but, I mean, <laughs> what is the goal in, in 2022 for the Raging Cajuns? Win another championship. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. That's, that's, that's the goal. Win the Sun Belt. Yeah, win the Sun Belt. Win the Sun Belt again. Do y'all, I mean, you said it earlier, Andre, right? Each, each season is, is a life of its own. It's different. Mm-hmm. You can't harp. You can learn from the past, but you don't want to harp on it too much. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys anticipate even talking about that is that is the win streak even a thing since it was last year we don't really talk about it to be honest like it'd be like the fans you know mm-hmm. that's that's, a, that's the fan job to do talk, they brag on us they, they say they try to brag on us but like inside there like we don't talk about it like we don't even care because like it's going to be a new season and we go out there and them people like we play a southeastern first game they ain't care about how many games we don't want sure yeah they, they came here to beat us and like we can't let that happen you know so we just like focus on like what we I feed it. Dante, how is it catching passes from someone that's not Levi Lewis? I mean, it's it's go get it got better though. But I got good chemistry with both quarterbacks, so it really don't matter. I feel like they both are, they both ready for the competition. Chandler and Ben both yeah, yes, putting sir, in the work ready. right now. Yeah, uh, the receiving room. I mean, it's pretty pretty deep. A lot of you guys. What's I mean? How do you balance being competitive? You talked about how much you love competition. But also, you know what? Your team, your teammates. I know everyone wants to win as a team, but you also want to play. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be a competitive guy. Yeah, I feel that all my receivers ready. I feel like if either one of us go down, the next man to be ready to step up to take on what's next. But you still want to be that guy that's top oh, yeah, the depth I, chart. Yeah, I still want to be there. But my teammates, they they mean a lot though. Friendly competition. Yeah, but on the field, there's no friends. I mean, do you who do you talk? I mean, both of you guys. When you're playing an opponent, do you talk much, or are you more of a quiet player? I'm a quiet player. I don't, I don't talk much. <laughs> you don't talk. It's like Andre's laughing. I mean, it, it, that doesn't surprise me as we have this conversation. Andre, what, what about you? Well, you know, I'm more aggressive guy. So you, like, you're talking more. I'm gonna right. talk a little bit. Makes sense. I ain't gonna get no flag though. I'm gonna talk a little bit. Sure. I guess sure. it's part of the game. Sure. I'm gonna talk a little bit. I'm talking trash to you. Doing but by, but that that's kind of so by nature, Dante. You may be more of a quiet guy, and Andre, you you know, you're gonna. You're going to talk. I don't mean necessarily on the field, but yeah. I would. Is there anyone on the team that's like really quiet and then they get on the field and they just start talking trash and you're like, whoa, like where did that come from? Oh. It's kind of everybody's kind of what you expect, basically. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you out there having fun whooping somebody, I mean, I, kinda, I think it's kind of out of nature if you talk a little trash, though. Sure. You know, like you, especially on, I'm, I'm speaking for defense. Yeah. Because we like, especially the front seven, the linebackers and, and D line. Like, yeah, I think that's kind of it's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Usually, if you use a referee, I think a referee would say like the most trash I can come from like the D line and the linebackers, like right there, right in that front seven, right there. It's, all, it's always like some 
Taste moments, right? Sure. Who 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 who's the who talks most trash on the team? Oh, look, Dante's looking at you. <laughs> He's oh. looking at Andre. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Oh, it's, 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 I got a couple of... Just, but they're all, whoever it is, they're on defense, but basically. I, one thing I can say, though, we know how to turn it down, though. Like, you know, like, you know, like we ain't going to be talking trash and be getting whooped out there. Sure, you know? right. We, no. like, we still have that confidence, though, that swagger, though, but like... And then we just know, no, we know when to be quiet just then. You know the time and the place. You have no, a feel for the play. moment. Yeah, right. We winning, and then the other team just getting real chippy, and they mad because we whooping them. Let them have it. We ain't going to talk to them because, like, look at the scoreboard. Right, <laughs> right. Gonna say. Look at the scoreboard. All they're going to try and do is throw you off your game. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So you, you, a great trash talker is able to get in the head of the opponent and yeah. keep their head yeah. free and clear the whole game, yeah. Yeah. right, to separate the two. ESPN really, Lafayette. Go ahead. Yeah, because you just really have to have fun anyway. I really like when my opponent talks trash to me, though. It just make me. It motivates yeah. you. It motivates you. I like it. You kind of, you kind of let your play do the talking, right? Yeah, that's what you ever have a guy talk trash and you do a play on them and they're quiet? Or yeah, that happened. That's a good time. feeling. <laughs> plenty of time. <laughs> that's Dante Fleming. He and Andre Jones are my guests. It's the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette. Raging Cajuns. Uh, Andre, outside linebacker, entering year number six. Dante Fleming entering year number three. Um, Cajuns open up the season against Southeastern in September. Before we know it, you guys will be reporting to fall camp and uh, and getting at it. They both have NIL deals with Gordon McKernan as part of the Gordon Gibbs program, and uh, they're appearing on behalf of that and, of course, to talk some raging Cajun football. I mentioned Coach, Coach Desimo earlier, and I covered Coach back when he was a player, so when I call him Coach Des, I know it's Desimo, but I just can't help it. I've called him that for so many years. Right. Um what is the biggest difference between Coach Desermo as a head coach and Coach Napier? Uh, I would say, I would say, I'm, I would say, like Coach Napier was a great coach too, like you know. But with Coach Des, he the difference is he's, the difference is he's our coach now. Sure, yeah, that's that's I, I would say that, and he he loves like he, you can tell he genuinely love everybody on the team, like you know. Not saying Coach Nate didn't love us, like, you know, but you feel more of the energy, like you love us, you know. Even though, like, this football stuff could be a business thing sometimes, you know, but he always showed it outside of football. And, you know, that's how it is. I think Dr. Maggard said that when he hired Coach Desimo, every player he talked to about him on the team said, we just know he loves us, and that, that, that means everything to us. Yes, and that's, I mean, you know, knowing that your coach believes in you, but as you said, Andre, you're still going to put in the work. Mm. I imagine as, you know, a young student athlete, that's that's what you want, right? A coach that you can trust and believe in you, but you know is not going to exactly take it easy right. on you either because you want to be pushed to your limits, mm-hmm. right? No doubt. ESP and Lafayette, best ticket in sports. All right, guys, what is, two-part question, I'll start with the go. What's the best part about being uh, a football player at UL? The best part is winning. Winning a championship too, I think that's the best part. Yeah, and then I think another great part is when you think about it. You know, sometimes you think life be hard and stuff. Football and stuff be hard, but when you look around, you see all the other, all the other teammates that's with you every day, and then you think about it like you're not by yourself with this stuff. Yeah, gotcha. football help people get through a lot of things that they're dealing with. Yeah. Lean on the sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. lean on your brothers in that locker room and your coaching staff. What's the most difficult part of being a College football player at UL. Time, like all your time is going to football. Like you, don't, like you got you got the time for other things, but with football, you got to like prioritize. Like you got 
Like you got to manage everything around football. Sacrifice with the schedule. Yeah, you sacrifice. You got to plan that. Plan ahead of time. Yeah, it's gonna be some times that you can't go back home. Well, you let's you for down here. You know, and some time, it's some things you gonna miss some family events. You gonna miss some family reunions and stuff like that. Yeah, you might miss. You gonna miss some Christmases too. You know, depending what bowl game you play, you yeah, gonna miss Christmas. Miss Christmas. Y'all miss Christmas two <laughs> years you might, ago. You might be practicing on Thanksgiving too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we miss Christmas when we play at UTSA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Winning, right? It right. made it worth it, right? It's worth yeah. it. Um, well, with that being said, guys, I appreciate y'all coming in. That's Dante Fleming. That is Andre Jones talking Rage of Cajun football. Last thing, just a little bit about yourselves. Dante, what do you, in that spare time that you get, which you don't have a lot of as a student athlete, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? I just like to spend time with my son at home, like take him to the park, go to the, uh, go to the ice cream place and get ice cream with him. Stuff like that. Chris Smith ever serve y'all over there? No. <laughs> I'm going to pay him a visit today. Yeah, that's, that's what I really like doing, just spending time with my son. Um, how old is your son? Seven months. Wow. Yeah. It's nothing like it, huh? Puts puts things in a different perspective when it happens. Yes, sir. No doubt. Andre, I, I, I read that you were in hunting and fishing, but you tell me that that's, it's, it's been a little while since that was your Ain't thing. got a chance to do it. It's no time to do it. I know Chris Smith loves to hunt and fish, yeah. too, though. I got to go back home. I don't really get a chance to go back home. I mean, when I'm, like, down here, I like to go to the movies, uh, go get something to eat, or go bowling, you know, stuff like that, type stuff like that. Just relax I mean, I, a little. Yeah, relax. Yeah, like, get yeah. away. I, I like to do things that, like, that doesn't pertain to football. Get sure. away from football. You know, gotcha. I think it's healthy to get away from football sometimes, you know, get your mind away from it. So then when you come back at it, you know, you're not tired. You're like, Yeah, sure. I, I got a few more for you. Who is... The strongest player on the team. Ooh, I don't know. Is it Dalvin Hutchinson? It's uh, it's him, AJ Gilly. Yeah, AJ guy Gilly can really squat like seven hundred. Seven hundred. That's my workout yeah. party every every morning. So you're always sore, Andre. <laughs> no, nah, I'll be lifting with him. All right, I'll right. I, I, I be holding my own with him. But all he, right, he just you know he a different breed when it comes to squat. You know. Yeah. So yeah. those two. All right, who's who is the most country player on the team? Ooh. Oh, Dr- oh no, Drell got everybody beat. Who's Drell. that? Drell Williams. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Karen Crow finds the XFO. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> he come in the morning talking. Every, t- come, it'd, be, it'd be about 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. He's he talking. Screaming loud. Talking, talking loud. His voice is aggravating. He's <laughs> talking. Man, I you know, I love hearing y'all talk about a locker room because anytime I talk to a, a former player, college pro, whatever, yeah. I always say, you know, what, what do you miss most? And every single one of them says it's the locker room. You know, it's that brotherhood. It's those, that's the part of the game. Winning's awesome. Competition's awesome. But that, uh, that brotherhood you make. And, you know, I, Dante, I know you got a few years left. But, Andre, yeah, it, for you, I mean, do you, this is your last one. Are you kind of, yeah. you find yourself kind of soaking up the moments a little more now, being a little sentimental? Or is, are yeah, we till, it, still too it, far out? Uh, nah, I, it's it's reality. I sometimes I be driving, and sometimes I'm nervous, sometimes I'm anxious, sometimes I'm scared, excited, all at the, but all at the same time. And like, ain't nothing like them laughs in the locker room. Like, I think I think one thing about life with college, the people you meet in college, they're gonna be the people you gonna be known for. Like, you know, you gonna talk to for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, it might be some of the people gonna be in your your when you get your wedding when you get married. Yeah. Like you know, and it's just like it's like it's crazy. Like 
Like you go like all the stuff you go through in college, but it was all worth it. And like I'm a, like when it's over, you can't get it back. Like you go, you get to go to college one time. I mean for football, but like you can't get it back. And just like, like it's gonna be emotional. Like when my last game I play play for this for this school, like I'm gonna be emotional because like I gave everything I had. Yeah, that is Andre Jones and Dante Fleming, Raging Cajuns. They uh, have uh, NIL partnership with Gordon McKernan, part of the Gordon Gives program, coming in to chat about that and, of course, plenty about Rage Cajun football and uh, the season. Be here before we know it, guys. I really appreciate y'all coming in, man. I'll be seeing y'all throughout the season covering the team, but good to talk to y'all a little more in depth in person. All the best, and uh, let's do it again sometime. Maybe during the season we'll come in and, oh, yeah. and catch up again. Sound good? Sounds yeah. good. All right. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I appreciate Dante and, uh, and Andre coming in. Jay Walker going to be in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Looking forward to chatting with him. We'll hit on... Um, Home Run Derby, MLB Draft, kind of Major League Baseball right now. What to expect coming out of the All-Star break. Conference realignment, SEC Media Days, Terrible Tune Tuesday, and more. We're going to have open phone lines in the next segment, 337-269-1077. The, you know, I was, I was talking to Blaze and Nick about this yesterday off the air and how Madden has... Just the game, Madden, it's genius. It really is genius marketing. The game cannot do many updates at all each year, and they get more free publicity and more hype from people arguing, debating, and complaining about the ratings of each said player than anywhere. Like, you're going to complain, you're going to give it all this advertising, you're going to want to go on, and then once the season starts, the ratings will change. They'll alter week to week if you get updates. I mean, like, what? what? Uh, Devontae Adams, 99, Cooper Cup, 98. People are sitting there fighting back and forth. They, Madden has become the debate of sports fans of who the best player is and they wear it like some kind of badge of honor if the guy on their favorite team has a higher rating into position than someone else. You know, ah, my guy's rated this. That means he's better than your guy. Are you kidding? This spling is crazy. Who cares what they think? Well, you only care if your guy's ranked higher. And yet all the while, EA Sports hitting that algorithm hard on the internet. Getting free publicity out the wazoo. Getting love. Getting shares. Getting people riled up, getting people fired up, getting players. Fi- That's the thing. You know, if an NFL player calls out Madden, they get their fans riled up and then they start contacting Madden. And all they're doing is just adding to the publicity. Have you ever seen a player be like, I won't end the video game. I've never played it and I won't. Someone tells me about a rating. I really don't care. Let's stop wasting our time. No. They're only tweeting about it if they're upset about a rating or if they're showing off because EA Sports, again, genius marketing, they got a 99. A 99 rating, and they get the necklace. They've turned the guy who ranks the top five players at each position in the summertime on his blog because he has nothing else to write about into an award ceremony. Can you imagine if preseason all-conference handed out necklaces and trophies? 
right? Hey, Kayshawn. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, I see you wearing number seven this year. Look, uh, your preseason All-SEC, here is a 99 necklace that everybody wants. Hey, Reese Burns, man, you're such a good punter for Louisiana. Here's a 99 necklace for being preseason all Sunbelt. Like, what? What? Madden's done it. It doesn't feel odd. It doesn't seem strange. And we all drink it up. And I'm not mad about it. This isn't some platform where I'm looking down on it. I mean, it's it's even though I don't really play Madden anymore, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's just another form of debate. Meanwhile, the video game reaps the benefits. I miss John Madden, though, man. That's one thing. See, when I hear Madden, most of you just immediately think about the ratings or the video. I just think about, (laughs) here's a guy. I immediately go to a place in my youth of Madden and Summerall calling a game and Madden using the, the marker and drawing and what is this? The close-up of something. Is it a football? Is it a guy's bald head? Is it, is it a bucket? What's it going to be? I mean, there was just nothing like him. All-time great coach. All-time great analyst. And uh, all-time when it comes to marketing. And all he did was lend him his name. Up next, the biggest takeaways from last night's home run derby. couple of nuggets from Atlanta SEC Media Days. Your phone calls at 337-269-1077 after this on the Great Scott Show. And then 8 o'clock hour, Jay Walker's in studio with me. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. Jay Walker is scheduled to sit down with me in the 8 o'clock hour. You can email me, scott at ESPNLafayette.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. Or you can call me, 337-269-1077. Thomas emails. He says, Scott, what did you make of... An LSU fan asking Lane Kiffin to sign a bottle of mustard at SEC Media Days. I think when that's the biggest story coming out of the first day, it tells you that nothing's really happening. Like, it's fun. I I, I think it's funny. I'm not trying to say it's not, but there's nothing football about it. The SEC is, they it's more soap opera stuff. Brian Kelly saying family is now like Les Miles wears his hat at the tip top of his head and eats grass. It's just take, it's just turned into this big thing that's just going to drag on and on and on. 
And that usually happens when you don't have meaty football stuff happening. No new news about conference realignment. No new news about anything, you know, of course, of course, Brian Kelly was asked about the accent. Says, I have a Boston Midwestern Louisiana accent now. It's three dialects into one. Just stuff thrown together. Be ready. He's just he's just trying to make a little joke and move on with it. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Juan Soto, the man of the hour. The man who made news because he turned down a $440 million contract by the Nationals, granted 15 years. Wins the home run derby last night. And, you know, if you wanted to keep your name in the news, well done. Because the Nationals are terrible. They're rebuilding. But he dethroned Pete Alonzo last night, who just loves hitting dingers. Yeah. Pujols getting out of the first round was like the biggest moment. The internet went wild, and he almost got he, I mean, almost got to the final. Lost to what? Soto by one? Soto just kept it steady. Let me just outpace each one by one home run, and I'll win this thing. But a lot of talk about his contract or his decision on his contract last night. When you actually think about it, the fact that he's getting, what, 18 mil in arbitration the next couple of years? Essentially, what they offered him is 13 years and $400 million beginning two years from now. Hell of a lot of money, but he can actually make more than that. They're, offer, they're offering him an average annual salary of less than $30 million. He can make more than that. Now, if he suffers an injury, yeah, that would be unfortunate. But now the Nationals, who you know are rebuilding, maybe Soto puts a little more pressure on him. Maybe he wants to be traded. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to be on a contender. Maybe he just wants to put pressure on them. Whatever it is, when you look deeper beyond the numbers, when you look at the length, it actually makes sense. And I'm sure that at the advice of his agent, said, all right, let's, uh, let's hold off on this thing for a minute. Conference realignment. MLB, tonight's All-Star game, terrible tune Tuesday, and so much more. Jay Walker and I have not chatted on the air in over a month. That's going to change next. He's in studio. And it comes your way after this on The Great Scott Show. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette. A Town Square media station. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Sports. 